I think as someone starting with a new career, new path, it's easy to get so excited, um, but not think of the reality of the day-to-day and getting the tree roots in the ground before you grow. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Yay! Hey guys! Hello! Okay, so today Dylan Lauren, who is basically a modern-day Willy Wonka, is the founder and CEO of Dylan's Candy Bar, an innovative sweet shop that opened its doors in 2001 with 28 locations and counting that many, my three kids included, now consider to be the most original candy emporium on the planet and a must-see innovative American cultural icon. Dylan herself is the smiley face of the brand as well as the creative and strategic force behind it, credit with changing the candy industry and the way people view candy. Often touted as the world's largest candy store, Dylan's Candy Bar's mission is to merge fashion, art, and pop culture with candy to ignite the creative spirit and inner child in everyone that visits. Dylan is also the author of Dylan's Candy Bar, Unwrap Your Sweet Life. The book shares Dylan's candy-centric tips for entertaining, decorating and gift giving for every occasion with her colorfully chic signature style killer style must be in the jeans because as a daughter of legendary fashion icons ralph and ricky lauren dylan was immersed at an early age in design art and fashion after graduating from duke university with a major in art history she traveled in search of the world's most exciting confections in addition to taste testing candy dylan's hobbies consist of athletics dancing traveling and being with loved ones she's been featured on over 30 magazine covers as well as appeared on top national shows like oprah today's show cbs sunday morning and project runway Upon a lifelong love of animals, Dylan created a foundation, Dylan's Candy Barn, to help raise awareness and funding for homeless animals. Dylan and her husband, Paul, live in New York City, and they have a boy and girl twins, Cooper Blue and Kingsley Rainbow, sweetly nicknamed the Twinkies. They adore their rescue dog named Jersey, which makes me pound my chest because I am Jersey strong. Please welcome Dylan Lauren to Off the Gram. Yay! Welcome, Dylan. Um, All right, guys. So this is Jamie. We always have our weekly catch-up topic, and I'm coming back at you with a little, like, uh, an update on mine, but it kind of, like, feeds into the topic, I think, on everyone's mind. So what I wanted to talk about is now that life is starting to open back up, how are we all feeling about social distancing, rejoining civilization? Are we dining outside? Are we doing soul cycle outside? Are we not? Like, what's happening? And what I just wanted to say about that was, like, I think I updated you guys maybe like three or four shows ago. I was doing this little neighborhood basket giveaway. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So I just, so Dylan, I just moved into a new house in Pennsylvania. I moved from New York to, to PA and I'm in like the suburbs now. And I was like, how do you meet people in 2020? You can't just show up on people's doorstep with a tin from Dylan's candy bar and say, hi, I'm a, a neighborly person. They'd be like, uh, you know, six feet lady. So I made these little baskets and I gave them out to my 45 
houses in this neighborhood and they had um, cute 2020 essentials in them, like uh, Olika hand sanitizer and these Bonrisu masks, which are so cute. They're made from this like a uh, high quality, uh, like premium men's dress shirts. So they're super fashionable and cute, trendy masks. Um, and then Trio Birchwater, which is something that's our favorite on Off the Gram. We've talked about it before. It's like this awesome, awesome kind of functional detox drink from Scandinavia. And then one month free at Fit House, which is one of our favorite workout places. So I went around, I delivered these baskets. And do you know what happened? So Mason and I, my son, went and delivered them. And I started getting texts and DMs from my neighbors, people that said, oh, my God, we've lived here for two years, five years. And I've never made friends in the neighborhood because everyone's so quiet and keeps to themselves. This is so great. So now I brought the whole neighborhood together. I'm Aww. doing socially distanced outdoor workouts in my backyard. And uh, I have one tomorrow morning. And I have like a group of neighborhood ladies, like eight or nine gals that are now my good friends. And it's been so, so cool. So that was like a really great silver lining moment for me. But I'm still not totally ready to rejoin like civilization. And I was wondering how you guys are feeling. Well, this is Heidi talking, Jane, and I, you know how much I love your whole basket thing. I think it's like the coolest thing ever. Uh, I went to Seoul outside at Hudson Yards because I'm still in Manhattan. I'm like one of the last holdouts here, I feel like. Um, and, you know, I went to Lori, who's my favorite. And uh, it's just like Hudson Yards is so far away. <laughs> so it's like a production to get there. But I thought it was well worth it to get my endorphins and see other humans and I actually felt really good about the job that they did, sanitizing everything. And now you wear headphones because I was wondering about that. I was like, are they going to be able to pump the music loud enough for it to have like the soul feel? Um, and the answer is yes. And now you can control the sound. So in some cases, it's better because you know how like once in a blue moon, there'd be like an old bitty in class. It was like, turn on the music. <laughs> and it would sort of dampen it for everyone. So now you have like your personal experience with the group which is great. Um, and the bikes are totally spaced out. So I'm not, my biggest concern was having like somebody sweat fly on me during the middle of the workout. That was my biggest concern. I was like, e. but how'd um, you get there, Heidi? Did you do subway, cab, Uber, uh, walk, city bike? Mm -hmm. up the, so, ah. so basically I rode my city bike uphill, like as hard as I could for 30 minutes. Then I took Lori Cole's soul cycle. Then I raced back downtown on the city bike so I could shower. Cause you know, there's no showers at these places now because of COVID. Um, so it's, it's you have a double workout. <laughs> yeah, uh, like triple. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I do all the yoga stuff later. <laughs> um, but that's great. Uh, so uh, anyway, they, um, I don't know. It was just really fun. I thought it was great to get everything, you know, like to have like people around. Obviously it's not, I actually counted the bikes. There's like 40 some odd bikes instead of I used to bike in Tribeca or at Seoul in Tribeca. Um, so there was only, there was like 65 in the room and now there's 42. So it's like, it's less, but it's not like half, you know, the way they've spaced it out there. Um, but you know, I'm just curious how people are going to evolve when it gets cold. I recently, this is Christine. I recently had a few people like near our porch. That's as like as close as I get to doing dining out. I'm still one of the, last holdouts, I think, for going to a restaurant. But our neighbor was like, you guys are like the most conservative we know during this time. And John's like, it's really Christine, but he just, you know, does what I do. Um, but last night we actually went to a friend, a good friend who is in town. They have a backyard and they invited another couple. So this was like 
six people total. And it was like one of the first times we did this. So it felt like we were going to a restaurant, but they have a huge backyard. So it was like a little two top over there. We got a picnic table and then they had a table, but it was the closest thing we had done to like eating out with friends. Um, and it was kind of freezing last night. So we had like blankets on, I had a hat, um, but it made me feel like we were sort of eating out and, um, you know, we haven't really tried the restaurant thing yet just because I don't know. I'm just, has, I, has anyone, I don't. Oh, I have. I've, I've yeah. eaten out. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of outdoor dining in Westfield. Um, and it's not that big of a deal. Like you walk in with your mask, the tables are six feet apart. The server is wearing a mask. I mean, out, being out, things outside don't give, don't give me anxiety. I'm not doing anything inside. Like I'm holding my breath till the gyms go inside, you know, in a couple yeah. of weeks. And I'm like crying about that because I feel very comfortable after our Dr. Daria episode, nature's ventilation, you're safe outside, I'm wearing my mask, I'm keeping my distance, I feel okay. Inside, not so much. And as my phone is now blowing up because the high school just went virtual because there were six COVID cases um, uh. and sports just got canceled. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just consistently holding my breath and taking it day by day, but playing it as safe as possible. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Something you said triggered me to think about when we, this is Heidi again, we, my kids love the Bronx Zoo. Dylan, we are an animal family. Um, I'm a huge shelter dog advocate. Um, and, uh, but so we love animals and my twins are five. My son is going to be three at the end of November. Um, and uh, so we go to Bronx Zoo and their favorite part is the petting part where you can feed the animals. It's the children's part of the zoo. And it was so odd because when we finally went, like we had to go three times because the line was so long. You have to wait like an hour to get in now to the children's part of the zoo because, you know, they can only let a certain amount of kids in and like all the things are closed that you could touch, but you're still allowed to feed the animals and um, all the animals you could feed except for the pigs. I thought that was so odd, you know, and I think that's the most confusing thing in COVID where like people like pick and choose things that don't sort of make sense to the rest of the world. If you don't know the thinking, why the pigs? Did you find out? Did you find out why? Nobody there could tell me. (laughs) So weird guys. Isn't it? I don't know. I, I guess I think that I, I honestly think that the the long and the short of all of this is basically what we're about to move on to, which is our topic, which is you have to go with your gut. Like you have to yeah. just go with what feels okay to you because everybody case by case is going to be I mean, look, there's people out there partying like it's nineteen ninety nine, right? Oh my like, God. Yeah. It's happening. I'm not here to judge, but I'm gonna do me and I'm gonna do what feels comfortable and well- And meanwhile, while those people are partying for New York City public schools, I can't go inside for my twins first day of kindergarten. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I did my son's birthday, (laughs) my birthday uh, party, happy birthday on Zoom. Like I couldn't send in, I sent in, you know, cupcakes, but I I couldn't, I zoomed in. Anyway. All right. What are you going to do? It's a, it's a weird, weird world. Heidi, what do you got for us? Well, I totally agree with, we should all go with our gut. And speaking of (laughs) going with your gut, what does it mean to you? Today's guest, Dylan Lauren preaches the benefits of doing what you want in life because that's what you're going to be good at. Sounds like a simple philosophy, right? But how many of us wake up each day knowing we're not following our true passion, but can't figure out how to set forth on a different path? Dylan is basically life goals, running her incredible Dylan's Candy Bar, not to mention her charity, Dylan's Candy Barn, 
which helps animals find their home sweet home. She definitely had an amazing role model in her dad, iconic fashion designer Ralph Lauren. But make no mistake, this self-made mama has always beaten to the sound of her own drum. So let's talk about following your gut, doing what you love, and perseverance and entrepreneurship. We've got a lot to learn from this ultimate boss babe. Hi. (laughs) Welcome. Okay, Dylan, I have to ask, do you say Ralph Lauren or Ralph Lauren? I was wondering that too. Uh, We say Lauren. Um, You do say Lauren. My mom says Lauren. And I'm like, I think I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I guess it's Sophia Lauren and it's sort of um, city fashion is associated with France or something in the beginning with that that name. I don't know why, Um, but it is Lauren. So sorry. (laughs) Dylan Lauren and Ralph Lauren. (laughs) I feel like that's been a confusion my entire life. Like I grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut, which I think is where, did you grow up there or not? So did Jamie, but there was the Ralph Lauren, (laughs) Ralph Lauren store on the Avenue and everybody called it something different every single time. Yeah. It's so funny. I I don't know. It's like, that's the thing. Like people just take on another, (laughs) you know, a story about it, but no, it is Lauren. And um, yeah, (laughs) it's funny. Well, beautiful. Thank you for clearing up that confusion for like our country. (laughs) Exactly. Well, we're going to get into like trusting your gut, but like speaking of obviously you like your dad, that is kind of like the elephant in the room. And and Megan had said this earlier. She's like, Oh, you guys kind of have it in common because my mom is Joan London. And it's funny because I too have like established a career and a life and a myself, who I am, independent of my mom, but it always comes up. But I am always very happy to talk about it because I love her so much. And I, she was my role model and I admire her so much. So I'm sure you feel the same way, right? What was it like growing up with, with him as a dad? First of all, I like the name London. <laughs> One of my names I always like. Um, you know, my dad is my dad to me. Um, he, uh, it, it never really occurred to me that he was like a you know, fashion icon, um, as much as my dad, like he's a very down to earth guy. I think the imagery you may see in ads or, you know, in the press is, you know, one of, of, you know, sort of the outside world where, um, you know, it's, it's easy to sort of see that, but at home, you know, he wears jeans and sweatpants and comfy clothes and we all sit at the table or, you know, play tennis or whatever, whatever it is like together eating, you know, normal, you know, healthy food or, you know, he, he likes his hamburgers and hot dogs. Like he's a very down earth guy. So, you know, I think being in a fashion family, um, I think, there's an association or, or a, a, just a thought like that. Oh, you know, it must be so lavish and fancy. And, um, but I think, you know, my dad is like stuck to, I guess, his sort of true essence. He's very close to his, his own family of, you know, a lot of brothers and sister. And, um, and I think he's instilled that kind of value in my family. So that's sort of been um, priority and kind of kept us grounded. Is he still hands-on in the business? Like, is he still doing that kind of day-to-day fashion business? Yes. And, and yeah, and it's, it's definitely, um, 
kind of, you know, amazing. He's just had his 80th birthday and he, you know, he, he's definitely, um, loves to be around people and especially, you know, people who are smart and energetic and young and, and vivacious about, you know, current trends and the, in the world. And I think it keeps him youthful. And also he, you know, his name is on the brand, Lauren. <laughs> and so I think, um, just knowing that, you know, it's, it's reflective of you. I, I don't think he wants to just, you know, give away, you know, the creative and the, you know, strategic. Now, did you like rock the preppy look and pop your collar or did you ever revolt and be like, I'm goth this week? Sorry, dad. <laughs> no, I was never a really prepster. I think, you know, I, I may have revolted with like, you know, my dad has, we talk about colors a lot. We both obsessed with color. So like, you know, he has some lines that are more subdued in the navies and the, you know, the tans and the cashmeres. And, you know, I love color. Like, you know, like my dad nicknamed me fuchsia for a minute. Cause I just <laughs> my colors like turquoise and, and pinks and reds and yellows. And you'll see that. And so I think, um, you know, I, I love how he takes color through the different lines though. Like you'll see, uh, you know, WRL has some, cool faded turquoise and then you'll see you know a, a beautiful um you know purple label line is a little more beautiful and you know marine blue um but uh so i think in terms of color i think you know i i used to like i wear black and white but i don't wear the tans and the, the, the faded you know kind of i call them the boring older lady color oh then you would not like my daughter's new catholic school uniform skirt oh, which no. is khaki and she calls it the poop skirt just saying. It's her khaki poop squirt. <laughs> oh, gosh. How old are your about, twins? They're exactly the same. Five. They just started kindergarten. Yeah, same thing. Oh, yeah. So congrats on that. Yeah, it's it definitely interesting seeing the world um, through their perspective. And that's sort of, I think... Uh, a little bit of the, the, I think maybe the sadness you may feel is like, we're like, wait a second, you're in kindergarten, you're wearing a mask to school. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're not in school, you're on a computer. Like, it's so weird. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, luckily, I think they're a little naive to know what's going on in just life. And they think it's a big germ. And they're very, very happy about just, you know, we're, you know, they, they're just happy because they're exposed to happy things. Now, I think some of us watching the news all the time is probably the worst thing to do. And so I've been enjoying watching, uh, you know, cartoons with them and, you know, looking at little animal biographies and looking at fun books that I actually enjoy myself. I think there's a way to look at the world um, that I, I actually always have that I, I think kids, you know, are innocent and naive because they, that's what they're exposed to. We would never let them see certain things that we ourselves are exposing ourselves to. It's so, this is Christine. It's just so, I mean, it's wild. COVID is just affecting everything in so many different ways. And I was going to say earlier, your dad, even right now with Fashion Week and his shows were always so elaborate and they ha- they were events and they were just huge, you know, happenings every single time. Um, and between that and your business, and it's just affecting everybody so differently. Um, and some people, you know, it really changes their entire life and lifestyle and their business. How have you seen it with your business, your dad, you know, what's he doing this week with fashion week? 
I think, you know, there's a little sigh of relief on all of us. I mean, September is like, you know, the fall. I think everyone feels that change in the planet and, you know, whether it's back to school, that you still feel mm-hmm. <laughs> in school, that you feel for work. And it's like, oh, my God. Um, so Fashion Week was always, I think, very um, high pressured. And I always felt bad because it, like, really killed your summer. And, you mm-hmm. know, it was like, you know, they're working on shows and collections and now with fast fashion and getting things out. Um, you know, with me, I, I'm in the middle of, of Halloween, Christmas, thinking about Valentine's Day next year. So I never know what season it's it I'm in, and it's always like air conditioning, so it's freezing. Um, but so I, that just you know, I think um, September is an interesting time. It's a little like you, you love the fall coming, but it's kind of like oh no, summer's over and lighting's different. So I think it's just a mixed bag of, of people moving back from wherever they were over the summer, and and you know. Right now, my parents are in one place. I'm somewhere else, and I'm working. And they're, 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 they're we're kind of happy, <laughs> healthy. Thank God, and that there's not that high strung pressure. Like we all have been in it, you know, with our own careers and my dad's career. So it's just, it's a lot. Yeah, well, I've heard that a lot. In, um, oh, I'm sorry, Christine, but the yeah. big news in candy this week. This was major news: is that Peeps weren't going, was not going to be doing the uh-huh. Halloween collection. They weren't going to be doing the Christmas collection. They're just going to fast forward to Easter. How has COVID impacted your candy business? You know, it's definitely um, an interesting thing. Um, I'm hoping Halloween, <laughs> you know, the national holiday we all love. So I'm, you know, when I was doing Halloween March, uh, you know, the collection, I was like, oh my god, we better prepare for trick or treating, sort of in a very different way. So our stores right now are, are bulk candy, which is known for like you know, 500 bins of different candies. We now have prepackaged. Uh, have it in a half pound bag or you can put it in a fillable and we're doing that online so there's no you know risk of anyone you know touching the candy so a lot of people are happy about that um we see online taking off the the dot com is definitely somewhere we were going when some of the stores had to be shut we have a new store in hawaii that had to be shut after everything else just reopened and then so um so i think that's been great i think with candy and you know when we opened around september 11th in 2001 like you know candy's a happy thing so people crave it it's comforting it's a great you know thing to give people to you know so we're doing all these fun things with um back to school and working from home um called bundles so you can you know binge watching you know anything that's relevant we took different candies that we have and merged them together and and let people curate their own collection um with it and we're just launching that now um which is actually a great you know becomes an opportunity because like you know we're seeing people like i'm having a craving and i want it now but Mm -hmm. my my Sour peaches. I love sour peaches. I love sour peach. I love that. Can we backtrack a little, Dylan? Can we just, can we talk about like all this candy talk is amazing, but can we talk about like how you got into it? (laughs) Because I want to know how someone who looks like you lives in the world of candy and how did that happen? Like, how did it unfold? You know, I, I, love candy I think is you know I think you all do um and I I love eating and I found myself finding you know candy stores wherever I traveled um you know I can sniff them out somehow um and I I 
eight candy, but I also would collect it for the packaging. Um, you know, you see great graphics, bold letters, um, the shapes of lollipops, chocolate sculptures, um, you know, the translucency of a gummy bear. I just thought of candy as art, and I started making art with the candy and um, collages with them, you know, with wrappers. I collect, I find a chair on the street and decoupage it. And now I've like housed it in one of my stores as like a meat and an item. Um, I make mosaics with um, M&Ms and then, you know, polyurethane them. And, it, you know, I, I just, I love, I love candy as art. And I also love it as fashion. And I, I see color, like that's my sort of synesthesia. I see color and I want to eat it. And I remember in my dad's offices and seeing like these swatches of fabrics in literally the glass candy jars that I use now. And I was like, oh my God, like this pinks and this blues and this yellows. And I just, I love the color. And so that kept evolving into, um, you know, just coming from a, my whole family's, my grandfather's a painter, my mom's a photographer and artist, like everyone's very artistic. So I, I love like taking candy to a different level and experiencing it, not just for how it tastes, but how it's packaged and gifted. And so I, it sort of evolved as, you know, I want to have a place that looks like Willy Wonka because I, that really, I love that movie. Um, and there was no place like that in all these dirty little candy stores. But I also want to showcase the art I made with the candy. I don't know this other pop artist out there I was inspired by, you know, even Warhol, they make candy art. Um, you know, Lichtenstein and um, Klaus Oldenburg. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll show pop artists. It'll be like a museum of candy. And then there's like all this candy I collected that's vintage, so that nostalgia. And then it just kept evolving. Actually, why don't I just sell the candy I've seen and that I love and that doesn't really exist in all these stores and do like the world's largest candy store and combine all these things. So it just literally was an evolving thing from when I was a kid, um, you know, and got like my tooth fell out in a piece of taffy. <laughs> do you still eat all the candy? Like, are you, has, have you gotten sick of it yet? Or are you just still like gummy bears and sweets and everything? It's, it's, it's a, people like laugh. Like now the candy is being sent to my house, whereas it used to be sent to our office. Oh no. My husband, my kids, like anyone who comes to like, oh my God, what is going on? I get like boxes of samples. It's like, you can't escape it. I, like, I was, I'm doing this whole uh, kind of foil colored collection and the, the chocolate vendor sent me all the chocolate foiled covered hearts and lips and flowers. I'm like, just send me the foil. I don't need the chocolate. <laughs> you know, so it's just like, awesome. and I, I love gumballs. I, well, these are sprinkles, but like, I, I love color. So I literally, some of it, I just collecting and sitting on the shelves and go, you're going to throw that out. No, no, no. It's not to eat. Mm -hmm. And it's going to stay there because I like it. So the whole house now has become like a candy store. Wow. I was going to say, you know, for anybody who's listening who hasn't been to, you know, a Dylan's candy bar and is maybe wondering what it looks like, like this is not your old school five and dime like candy shop on the corner. They are so experiential. They are like walking into a magical wonderland my son and I used to go there, um, you know, to, on the Upper East Side all the time. Um, but like, really, because he wanted to, it was like an amusement park to him. You know, it wasn't like a shopping trip. It was like something, it was an afternoon that we would take on a weekend that he would remember for weeks to come. And he would talk about the colors and the vibe and what, what we did there and how we felt. So can you just walk us through? Because, okay, so so someone say is tuning in today because they're they're curious about what it looks like to trust your gut, right? And to go into business. So what I'm hearing you say is like, you loved candy, 
but you built so much around it. Like you built an experience. You you started with a love for a product and why you're successful and you have this long long-term success is because you took it and made it something that is so your own. So do you have any advice for, you know, maybe small business entrepreneurs, people that have a side hustle that they're looking to grow, a way that, or I guess maybe the recipe to your secret to success? Um, well, going with your gut is definitely good with candy because you eat it. <laughs> your gut. But I, I do believe that I really love the product and I understand the product and I studied the product. So knowing, knowing what you're getting into, um, like I literally like, I, you know, I dissect, you know, gummies to understand it. I, so that's one thing I think, um, having a sort of, I guess the surrounding of friends who are sort of like a focus group is helpful. Um, I also found that like along the way, it was an evolution. You know, I used to go to the supermarket at night in college as fun and like look at all the cereal packaging and the candy packaging and collect it and then make art out of it with my friends. I was like, kind of, they were like, this is like what we were doing at night. We're not going to that party. It was like, let's, you know, just, and, and I, and I felt like um, constantly being inspired and, um, you know, doing things like taking in everything around your surroundings and being open to it and seeing what makes you feel good and so for me it, it was the colors and the packaging and um the, the idea just kept evolving and I think that you know I I you know like my dad and mom never pressured me to go in the fashion business but I saw candy as fashion you know I've seen like beautiful t-shirts and cool vintage shirts that say you know like sugar mom or whatever they mm-hmm. say you know, and then jewelry, candy jewelry, or rock candy looks like jewelry. Um, so I kept like finding things and I feel like it was an innate thing. And I also, as a customer, never saw a candy store that I felt was like a retailtainment, which is something, um, I really, I appreciate what you said because I, I felt like, you know, having seen Willy Wonka at six and then probably 40 times after throughout my life as just a movie I loved, I was like, wow, you know, I want to build a place like that. I want to live in this environment where, you know, you're surrounded by lollipop trees and candy canes and it's fun to shop. It's not just sterile slat wall with, candy bins and maybe rats running around like a happy place to go and you know at the time like my favorite stores you know FAO Schwartz or you know like uh, these uh Nike Town my dad's stores they're all experiential and it this when we when I opened Dylan's Candy Bars before all the you know pop-up sort of museum of this and that and an experiential meaning like you you don't have to be on a computer all day pressing buttons but you're really in nostalgia world when you're you're in that department Department, you're seeing candy from when you grew up, when your parents grew up. You're seeing vintage collected packaging and you know art made out of um, old bit of honey wrappers. Then you go to color your world, and it's like a whole rainbow paint palette of all the colors you can accessorize any wedding or birthday or special occasion that's color themed with. And I, I, you know, it's just the idea of walking around these different worlds. Chocolate world is chocolate dripping inspired by Wonka, so it's kind of like the idea of like how do you make 
you know, shopping fun and having a day be more happy. And, and, and to me, it's really just stores I like. So I recommend to other people to really take notes and see what's what's making them happy. You know, like keep a journal, um, keep all the contacts you've ever known growing up. You know, as people always come back in certain ways, um, get an astrologist or psychic on the side of, you know, other things. I, I think... Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I really, I, I think it's interesting. Podcast today that didn't really exist when I was starting, but I read a lot of books on entrepreneurs and also just went to like learning annex and classes like that for for wanting to start my own thing. And I, I, I just, I, I felt like in my gut, like I've always wanted, like I was captain of sports teams and as president of my class, I knew how to like, like lead things, and I felt like. I didn't want to sit at a desk all day. I wanted to be an entrepreneur and do my, my own thing and have it be something that I loved and, and not just something, you know, to pass the time and make money and not, and just feel like I'm going through the grind. So. It's so important. I mean, what you just said, you, you can, I mean, you're, you're, you can see it in your face because like, we can see you and you're just so, so happy about it. Even still, it makes you glow and shine and you're just so excited to talk about it even to this day. So it's some, there's something to be said for, you know, just following your heart too and, and like going with your gut. But it really does make a difference if you, if you follow that passion, I think. And now so many people are saying they're trying that in COVID where they have these side projects that they've always wanted to try or these, you know, little passion projects and, so many people are thriving now too. So there is that silver lining that maybe, you know, just listen, listen to yourself, listen to your body sometimes and what your, your mind and heart is telling you. And you are proof. My gosh, you, what you, you were just going on and on. And it was just so nice and refreshing to hear you. Yeah. So this is Heidi. I have a question. Um, obviously you're following your gut and your passion. So what do you do to follow your gut when you have to evolve with your business? Like, I don't know. I don't really remember what things were like allergy wise in 01, but I know like recently, like there's been like an explosion of like kids can't have peanut butter at school. And like, you know, so do you, did you have to evolve like with those kind of things or anything else? And how did you pivot while still following your gut and doing what makes you happy? I think the the challenge you know, with merging sort of a passion and a sort of hobby of, you know, eating candy and designing with it and then running a business and really being a CEO. And, you know, it's hard. You have a lot of people sort of coming in with a lot of chatter and voices. And, you know, we've gotten lucky in that we've had a lot of partnerships where, you know, whether it's a fashion brand like, uh, you know, La Sports Sack or Javiana's or McLaren or whatever it is, or Whole Foods, and they all want different things. So that actually is a temptation that I think makes it challenging where as you grow or as you you get further from your core, which is your gut, I think, <laughs> and the core values. And I think, so dialing that back and saying, okay, why did I, you know, having that journal, I I think or whatever your notes are that you started with why did I do this like why why do I love this like no having that writing that checking in um is really important and and then um in terms of what you're saying about trends like yeah like with with health and nutrition and wellness I'm really into that despite the fact that I love candy I've always actually half the books I have are either art you know um psychology and 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 then there's also nutrition <laughs> it's called balance yeah. I wanted to be a, you know, I wanted to be a, a, a aqua jogging instructor, and I actually took the test to be um, a trainer after college because that's what I wanted to do on the side. Um, but I, you know, I ended up 
starting with this. So, but I, I basically, I, I knew a lot about nutrition. I understand, um, you know, balance. So I eat like protein with, with candy to balance blood sugar. In terms of allergens, I think um, we have gone to all the trade shows and the health expos that are out there and found products that are fun. I think the, our mindful indulgences line um, is good because it sort of allows you to treat yourself without certain glutens or, you know, some are nut free, some are allergen free. Um, so I think, you know, finding products, but making it more fun. I think the, the appeal of candy is the color and the packaging and a lot of products that we've seen are not fulfilling to the other senses. So then it's like not really the joy of eating candy. So we're trying to bring the fun back into those kind of things. Um, I also just think uh, there's plenty of nut-free things. So we're trying to educate the staff, the customers when they come in, like the what is what, and we have to put it on our packaging. Um, in terms of... Um, you know, what you were asking about, oh, trends, like also just trends in terms of, you know, we, we are, I love retailtainment, but all of a sudden, you know, e-commerce is taking off and it's like, you know, or all of a sudden it's, you know, something's going the next thing or it's, you know, pe people doing Instagram and, and all these things kept evolving as my business is now 20 years. So it's, it's weird um, to pivot, I guess is the big word of this. But I think um, when I don't do what I love doing and some of these things I don't love doing, I, if that, if we're not as successful or if I'm with a partnership and I, and they're like, well, you can only print these colors because we have to get it out and it's going to do really well, but we have to get it out this time. I'm like, I don't, it, I, I, your time is going to do really well, but it doesn't have all the colors I like and it doesn't feel like something I would even buy myself. So now I'm like in this do loop and, and those are the times I actually don't, don't we don't succeed. I don't know if that answered that question. <laughs> totally. It totally did. No, yeah, I think I it's mean, so helpful for entrepreneurs, right, Jane? Absolutely. And, and it's really about having integrity and, and again, going with your gut. How many times do we all say in a given day? I mean, at least I do. Man, I, I, you know, my gut said to do this and I did that. And, and my husband, every time he's like, when are you going to learn? <laughs> but, but what you're saying is that little voice inside, that intuition, like you've got to trust that and you've got to know yourself enough to, to know you can trust it. I'm sorry. You, can we just take like four steps back? Astrologer. Uh, what can you tell me about that? Like, I'm so curious how that like factors into your business brain and, and if you really like kind of believe in that. I think it's so cool, by the way. Yeah. No, I, I am, um, I have a woman who I actually unfortunately passed away, but. Maria Napoli, who's sort of a, one of these astrologists who was really psychological too. So it wasn't like all weird stuff, you know, like she would blend those mediums and sort of say, she look at my chart, like she kind of predicted a lot of the things um, that I have done in sort of um, a way where she'd give you also advice. One of the best things she said to me, which I still am a little annoyed, I didn't totally do from the start. She's like, you got to have your ducks lined up in a, in a row. She's like, you're a Taurus with the Sagittarius moon. You have a lot of energy, but I'm seeing you're, you're trying to move forward so fast that like you're, you don't have the ducks lined up in a row. And I'm like, you know, why? I want to just get going. And so it kind of like now when I listen back I, on tapes, I, I'm hearing advice she gave me that I, I feel like I should, you know, I should have heeded more. And I think as someone starting with a new career, new path, it's easy to get so excited, um, but not think of the reality of the day to day and, and the getting the trunk tree roots in the ground before you grow. Um, so she was helpful with that. And just, you know, I, I don't know, I recommend it like, you know, in terms of advice, like 
talk to friends, but also talk to people who don't know you well, may see it from a spiritual perspective or a different perspective is, is kind of being helpful. And I just, I think, you know, sometimes your friends know you too well and they're biased or, you know. Or polite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I recommend astrology. I think there's some truth to it and also energy and, you know, like they, they I don't know. So we'll see. <laughs> but Dylan, so how do you handle... Okay, so we we did a show and we had a guest who was anti-sugar. There's got to be haters. There's got to be naysayers. Sugar has been something that's been a little bit vilified lately in the wellness circles. Like, what do you say to them? P.S. My kid's favorite food is gum, so I'm not one of them. <laughs> we, we sell a lot of things besides just candy. I mean, it's a lifestyle brand, and that's part of why I wanted to do the world's largest candy store. So we have robes with candy patterns, because coming from fashion background, I love the candy colors and patterns. Um, we have apparel, accessories. Um, we did a tie-in with Sephora with spa products that smelled like vanilla and chocolate. Um, you know, we have... You know, a, a bunch of different lip gloss bags. Um, I, I mean, it's like the sky's the limit with candy. And, and we have basically also a ton of sugar-free, nut allergy-free of, of this stuff. But, you know, we found with people who, are, who, who kept saying, do you have sugar-free, do you have sugar-free? It is our least popular thing in the store. And then they go right to the ice cream and the, <laughs> the candy cocktails. Like they're not, you know, we also do... Um, birthday parties or we did at least oh I've been to a 30th birthday party there it was epic and baby showers right no I think events with candy I mean to, to me I think what I was saying when you do what you love like I loved crafting with candy so you know a lot of the crafts that we were doing at the parties or games like licorice limbo or you know like whatever you know decorating a, a decoupaging with these wrappers like these are things people love doing so not eating the candy but they're still social with candy as a medium but what is, is your daily candy intake if you're being honest and can you please tell us your favorite candy <laughs> Um, I love candy. I, it's like, it's sort of like a habit after every meal. It's like my sweet thing. So maybe a handful of more so gummies. Like I love, right now I'm willing to red Australian licorice because I got sent a sample and, um, I really love pink gumballs. I love marshmallow fluff and sort of my vice. Um, I like kind of picking out the, you know, marshmallow swirls and ice cream. Um, I, I don't, I would say it's several calories uh, worth, but I also, I work out a lot and I balance that with like salads and vegetables and usually fish. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I've always eaten candy and, and sometimes like I, I hear people, you know, people who are very healthy, like they, they're like, I'm not going to eat it, I'm not going to eat it. And they're, they're like, lose a lot of weight from not just cutting out that but like cutting out the hamburgers and the fries and whatever and then the next month they gain it all back and it's like this sort of like it has to be everything in moderation and I think the people who I've seen like from models who are our customers and actors and actresses to just everyday people like in moderation anything is fine it's when you overdo it you also you've got you don't feel good you know so um i think i think that's what it is and for me again like i like looking at it so i i'm seeing lollipops sometimes i don't even want to eat it because it's so beautiful so you know that helps a little oh i love that well speaking of things that are beautiful can we talk animals for a second i want to hear about dylan's candy barn and how that came to be 
Sure. Well, I um, I loved animals. My um, first pets were chocolate and vanilla. The rabbits, actually, my mascot of the store is this giant chocolate rabbit um, that creeps up the doors. And um, so I love rabbits. I actually collect rabbits. Besides, can I have like 3,000 rabbit things all over? And um, then after a while, my family, we had dogs. And, um, and then when my husband and I wanted to have um, a pet. We, you know, I, besides the wanting like a potbelly pig, it's interesting you said something about the pigs because I'm very curious about that. Um, you know, I love like all the exotic animals like the wombats. You know, I, a dog was probably the best choice. So um, we, I just always felt like like after seeing all those ASPCA commercials and, you know, Humane Society, like, oh my God, like there's these dogs seem to need homes, but maybe there's something wrong with them. I don't know, you know. So I, I think I started going to the shelters and go, and I had always gone to charity events for animals. And, and I was like, wow, I have to get, or I have to rescue a pet. There's way too many of these. They're all over the, there. And I started to learn more and more about how many people go to breeders and go to pet stores and don't adopt. And Jersey, who's from Monmouth County, Jersey, but also because she's fashionable, like Jersey dress and she's athletic, like Jersey. And my husband's from Jersey. So she, she's from, she's from Puerto Rico from Dead Dog Beach. We got her as a puppy, which is another thing. You're like, oh, I don't want to get a pet at a shelter because they're only going to be this age. She's brightly happy, um, but she's from a place where people shot dogs at sport, you know, and I started to learn this and then, you know, I'd go around to all these different shelters and it's just, you hear these horrible stories and these are these pets, like especially, you know, the best friend everyone knows <laughs> besides, you know, your best friend is like these pets. They're so amazing. And I just can't, like the more I've learned along the way, I was like, I have to do something about this. And Dylan's Candy Barn really started as just because we do a lot of events um, and we, we get our customer usually families with pets, you know, the pets, the customer too. So we sold pet treats and pet toys and candy shapes, but we also partnered and we still do with like um, charities like ASPCA, MCSPCA and doing events where we'll park the car um, or truck outside and have our customers have the ability to interact with these pets. And a lot of people don't love going to shelters. So it allows you to go to the candy store, have fun, buy some products that go to, you know, the charity that we're supporting. Like now we have masks that are supporting um, Southampton Animal Hospital. Um, and that, and so basically you can, get a pet at the same time. And in the first few events, our, our staff was the ones adopting these pets. And then we went, we had our, one at our Chicago store with paws and we had 30 cats and dogs adopted within an hour and a half. Like, and it was just, it was amazing. It was like the best day ever because I was like, I can't believe I just got these dogs and cats out of this shelter and helped do that. And people, literally a bride and groom was walking out of a church and stopped by and they were like, okay, we're going to come back and maybe adopt that. But you, so having like a, a storefront where random foot traffic comes and, you know, gets an animal, it's just a fulfilling way to do it. So I've been enjoying that on the, you know, on the side. Oh, well, that's amazing. Well, you are wonderful. We adore you. This was, this was so fun. I just, first of all, I just want to, I wish everyone could see, I just want to jump into the sprinkle 
print that's sitting behind you. Like now I'm yeah, in the mood. Heidi's by the way, it was for, a ball pit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> in the mood like, now for peach rings. By the way, so thanks Megan and Dylan because now I'm probably because I actually have them downstairs. Oh, I've got my son them. loves them. These are my favorite. Probably next on my list. Well, Dylan, we always finish up with a couple quick things. So number one, I'm going to ask you three lightning round questions. Are you ready for this? Okay. <laughs> You're like you. Okay. Don't worry. It's very juicy and salacious. Okay. Number one, morning or evening workout? Oh, wow. That's, that's really, I can't answer that so quickly because um, I like the evenings for a run in the fall. Um, but in the morning, I don't like to get up early. But in the summer, I like it because it's less, you know, I like running outside and it's cooler. And um, I, I can't really answer that because I, I luckily, I think as an entrepreneur, I, I, I can schedule my time. I make sure to do the work and schedule around it, but I'll be on a stair mill when I know I'm going to have a lot of emails coming in. And that could be four o'clock, it could be 12 o'clock, especially now, you know, working from home. So I, I, I just think whenever you know you have the energy or when you're going to kind of have something else to do, I think multitasking, podcasts while you're working out, whatever, listening to your show you know, having something else. So I try to find the times. Most original answer ever. Love yeah. it though. Well, but also I think you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir, right? Especially there's a few of us that are runners and I, I hear you on that. And as an entrepreneur, Christina and I talk about this all the time. We'll get on a, like a Zoom call together and one of us is like in full makeup and the other one's like, <gasps> sorry, I just got to have at 30 minutes and that's like and, how it goes, right? And I have had, I've had the best success on my runs. I'll stop. I run with my phone in my hand, which I know is weird, but I, I get great ideas. I stop mid run all the time and I write things down. I send emails. I've gotten some of my best jobs on a run and it's just, it's just if something happens to my brain. It's, it just keeps me going and it's so inspiring. I was going to say, I think you're, then I think I know your answer to my next question, which is what is your favorite workout? Yes. Well, I love being outside. I, you know, as much as I like the spin classes and, and all that, I really, I, I'm, I think being in nature is so important. I know like, you know, when you get near a big body of water or just in the mountains or whatever, I, I'm kind of feeling really good that I've had this opportunity to be more in the country. Um, cause I do, as I get all these ideas, it's very clearing. I saw a pink sky the other morning. It was like so beautiful. <laughs> like, and to know you're exercising and doing something healthy. Um, it's just, it's a good way to balance. Really, I think it's really grounding. Wonderful. Couldn't agree more. Finally, coffee, tea, or matcha. Ooh, well, so I started as a chai latte person, uh, and then I thought it, it was too caloric. Um, and then I went into doing matcha lattes with um, the green matcha, which I think is excellent. Although some places don't, they have it too sweetened. So I'm going for uh, coffee with coconut powder by Laird Hamilton, I like. Um, but I, I have to say, I, I think I think my favorite thing is e-boost, which is um, an energy kind of drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we love that. Yeah, I really like that. So I'm kind of trying to m- m- rotate and also brush your teeth after because it you know makes them brownish. Um, yeah. That's a fact. So many original answers yeah. to this lightning round. All right, we're going to move on to the last thing, which is called Karma Call. Woo-hoo. 
All right. So Meg is just awesome at saying that because she's awesome. Um, but I'm the yogi. So I'll explain that karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing, inspiring guests, you, what is one actionable item that our listeners could do for a short amount of time that would yield a giant result? I think being um, mindful of other people and making their day good. Um, you know, I think, I don't know, I really believe that like we get inside our own heads, especially if we're not with other people right now. And when you reach out to someone else or check in or, you know, even place your energy on someone else, you know, you know, not sure how they're doing. It, it, it kind of, I think it's important, like just get out of your own head and, and kind of think of someone else and help them. Love that. Beautiful. Great answer. Well, that was awesome. And this was awesome. What a sweet way for you to leave us today. And thank you so much, Dylan. Yay. Yay. Thank you for being here with us. And thank you everybody for tuning in today. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to this show anywhere that podcasts are listened to. And don't forget to follow us on the gram at off the gram podcast. We'll see you next time. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, Dylan.